Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. My name's Chandra. I'm your podcast host, and I am currently sweltering in 40 degree heat in Perth. Although I am, I've just come inside to an air-conditioned room at my mum and dad's house. So funny, you never really stop being a kid, do you? Uh, So it's a bit cooler in here, but my goodness, it's been so roasty hot over here. And we're coming towards the end of the year. I think we've got just over a week until Christmas. Uh, And this time of year is a really interesting one that I think that for a lot of people, you sort of get to this point and... uh, crawling towards some sort of perceived finish line and that's kind of how I think a lot of people feel at the moment there's things that they just feel like they've got to get done so they can kind of end the year uh, or for others they just want it to be over already and I think it's a time of year where even amongst all the busyness of social activities and work activities and pressures to try and finish things this year finish things before Christmas that it's a time of year for a lot of people who decide that they really want to use this break time between Christmas and New Year. For a lot of people, that's a time of taking, you know, a bit of extended time off to really think about what they want to do for work next year. And I'm a fan of that kind of reflection at the end of the year, not necessarily every year to be totally questioning what you're doing, However, to leverage the time away from the usual to-do list, to just reflect and have a good look at what's actually happening in your work life and start to ask yourself some questions about what you might want to be different in your work life next year. And so this episode, I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit because I want to focus on If you're considering making a significant career change, either from whatever you're doing right now to be moving into a totally different industry or especially moving from an industry that maybe you've worked in for a long time, you've probably become quite successful in that industry, to move out of being an employee and to start to consider doing your own thing, that this is a good time of year to be starting to explore those ideas and to give them some room to move and to breathe because often amongst the busyness of the usual day-to-day, even if you have a fleeting thought about maybe wanting to make some sort of change, there's not really very often whether you will have enough bandwidth to give that idea some time to sort of nurture it and explore it and so I think this time of year is a great one to try and carve out a little bit of time for that self-reflection and the flavor that I particularly want to bring to this episode around that reflection on your work life what you're doing now what you've been doing and what you might want to start to move towards doing next year is to bring the flavor of career change being a way to express and develop your own 
sense of well-being. And I consider myself in many ways to be a advocate of true well-being. And so I really want to bring that lens to the thought process around potentially changing what you're doing for work next year. Because sometimes we need a different kind of leverage to make room for that kind of thinking. Because generally speaking, there's a lot of pressure, whether that is self-imposed or externally imposed, pressure for you to continue to do what you've always done. And what I want to encourage is that you give yourself as many different leverage points to consider this change as possible. And so this is the one where I want you to be looking at it from the point of view is how is you considering and starting to make some moves towards a career change in the next year? How is that actually a commitment to you fostering even greater well-being? Because when I think about my own experience, my own story, I see my significant career change as being a commitment to my own well-being, a vote for me living my optimal life. And partly, I guess the, the most recent example of that was when I left my last, and I call it often in hindsight, I call it a corporate job, but it really, I don't know if it really was a corporate job. I think corporate sometimes makes me think of, you know, the heartland of white collar, so finance and banking and those kinds of lawyery industries whereas I worked in media and I worked in learning and development so they were not really corporate uh, industries as such but anyway in my last uh, well-paid employed role I knew for a long time that I actually really wasn't very happy in that role and I knew that that role wasn't really good for me even though a bit like when you're in a relationship that isn't really functional you try to ignore some of the stuff that isn't working so well and just try and tell yourself that it's just a phase or it's just this one project or it's this one client or my boss is just going through a hard time or whatever you tell yourself. But the reality is that I knew for a long time that things were out of alignment in that role and who I wanted to be and the life that I wanted to live and to have. And so for me, unfortunately, it got to the point where I ignored a lot of the signs that it was perhaps time for me to start making some moves, to start exploring some different options. And I instead ignored all of those signs until my health just continued to get worse and worse and worse to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And That unfortunately is what I see happening for a lot of people and I feel quite conflicted actually because I feel a bit like a hypocrite to say don't do that, don't let it get so bad that you get really sick or something really bad has to happen before you decide to make some kind of move and I feel like a hypocrite because that's exactly what I did. I waited, I knew, I had inklings, I ignored Um, but I'm going to embrace the fact that all right, maybe even if it does make me a hypocrite, Use my experience, use my lesson to not have to get to that point for you and to do something before it gets to rock bottom or past rock bottom. And that something doesn't have to mean quitting your job. And in fact, I am a real supporter of 
looking at the different ways that you can actually create some kind of side gig, a development business, an incubator time to test your business model and to start to get some revenue coming in from whatever your new potential next work life phase is going to be. So you don't have to be quitting your job and I really want to encourage people to be thinking a bit more creatively about how they can approach these sort of transitions. And there's a quote that I came across in this sort of context of well-being and it's by Marcus Aurelius and he said, life is not merely being alive but being well. And for me, it's very pointed about the fact that we can be alive, we can be going through the motions, we can be trying to tick things off our never-ending to-do list. But that's, I guess, just getting by. Whereas when you start to ponder and consider, for me to be well, to feel well, what does that look like? How could that be? And is what I'm experiencing now allowing me to really thrive and to experience optimal well-being. And to be clear, the definition of true well-being that I discovered when I actually left my last job and started really immersing into this kind of world, uh, the definition that I came across that I've adopted is that true well-being is the contented state of feeling happy, healthy and prosperous. And so I've really... I guess, grabbed hold of that definition and see it as a great way to look a little more holistically at the choices that we are making and what the consequences are of those choices. And to try to adapt a bit of a mindfulness approach of not being judgmental about the choices that you've made in the past, but to be um, looking at it with fresh eyes to see what's really there. So if we start to apply that definition of well-being into uh, your work situation and the potential of you considering a significant career change, not immediately, but actually uh, taking that project management approach of, of just exploring and reflecting and considering. Then we go, okay, so the first part of well-being is about being healthy. And so for you to ponder for yourself, well, what is that that mean in the context of my work life? How is what I'm currently doing for work helping me create and experience the level of health that I want to have in my life? And you, you know, you think about all the different ways that that can play out, all the different elements of health, and right from the fundamental of things like, you know, are you um, getting enough sleep? Are you eating well and making good food choices. I remember way back in the radio days of um, being in a situation where if I'm um, working late and then thinking, oh, I've got to get something for dinner and I haven't got anything at home and what do I do? Do I don't want to go to the supermarket? And so, you know, probably eating takeaway food way more often than I would normally just out of sheer fatigue and no mental energy to be cooking for myself because I was living on my own at that time. So there's that kind of element of thinking about how's it playing out for your health, but also just even about physically, like sitting at your desk for however long and all of the impact that that has 
uh, on how your body is responding to your work environment. So just thinking for yourself, how is my work and my work life at the moment, how is it impacting my health and is it impacting in a positive way or are there things that actually are accumulating that are creating a result of a health reality that's not the way that you want it to be. Then you want to think about applying the element or the aspect of being happy as part of your overall well-being. And so this is where you start to think about what is happiness? What is happiness to you? And this is not about fleeting moments of uh, enjoyment, but an enduring sort of relatively enduring state of feeling contented with how your emotional life is rolling. And not that you always expect to be happy all the time. And another quote from my youth that I uh, have latched onto and I always try and remind myself is uh, something along the lines of uh, always sunshine makes a desert. And so if we apply that in this context, to always be happy, I guess you run the risk of not realizing that you are happy. So having some kind of contrast, you know, it just adds that appreciation opportunity, I guess, of when happiness is present. But you also, you know, potentially have a little bit of a baseline that you might sometimes have peak experiences of feeling happier than other times. And you may have some times where you're not as happy as you are at other times. But generally, there's sort of like this normal bandwidth that you might um bounce between as your standard level of happiness with your life and to be looking at well what part is my work playing in my overall happiness and because we spend so much time working for me I think it's really important that generally speaking what you do for work isn't detrimental to your overall happiness and I had to acknowledge for myself that in my last job It was definitely taking a toll on my mental health, my emotional state, and I was definitely a lot more emotional and, I guess, negatively emotional than I would normally have been. And I think that, for me, was kind of a bit distressing because it was not usual for me and I was much more teary more often than I was was used to or that I wanted to be. And these were all signs for me that, you know, I'm really out of alignment here this is not the kind of emotional life that I want to be creating for myself and work is playing such a big part just even in the amount of hours of my life that it is taking or or that I'm giving it but also the impact of you know the energetic response that I was getting and creating for myself staying in that work situation so for you to be asking yourself and considering what part is work playing in my overall sense of happiness with myself and my life at the moment and is that okay for me or is that another leverage point that you can use that actually uh, life's too short to be extending time doing things that don't make me happy and that whole question of happiness I think I have done past episodes about happiness and probably I'll talk about it more in the future but to be looking at you know what makes you happy is by doing things that make you happy And so if you're spending a whole lot of your time doing things that do not make you happy or actively make you unhappy, then the chances of you being generally happy are pretty low. So that's a question for you to explore. And the third piece of this definition of well-being that I run with is about you 
feeling and being prosperous. And so, yes, part of feeling prosperous is a sense of financial well-being, financial abundance, financial choice. And this is one of the uh, the big traps that I know I felt for myself for a little while and I see uh, happen often with um, people that I meet in my online communities and groups that I'm part of and clients that are potentially struggling with wanting to make a change to their work life but feeling in some way bound to the certainty of their salary and generally speaking salaries are quite high and so to replace that salary instantly generally doesn't happen for people it takes some time and so that can be one of the real hurdles that people have to get over but your prosperity is not just about the money that you earn it's also about the money that you keep how are you saving how are you investing how are you increasing month in a month out increasing your net worth and that's the amount that's left over after everything that you owe is paid off and that's a really important number to look at is you know not how much you earn because I know a lot of people who earn a really good salary but are not necessarily using it very well they struggle with cash flow uh, or they overspend that was another uh, I don't know if it's a quote or a a definition that I heard a while ago about that the true poor are not people that don't necessarily earn very much money the true poor are people who spend above their means and there are a lot of people who earn a lot of money who regularly spend beyond their means and for a lot of people women especially they overspend as a way to try to self-medicate from the unhappiness that they feel in their work life that they try to buy things or stuff or um experiences that they think are going to make them feel better but generally speaking that kind of solution is a at best a temporary fix and so when we think about real prosperity it's that feeling of having more than enough and enough to share enough to give and that there is that sense of abundance and I think if we move even away just from the financial side of feeling like you actually have a sense of choice you have more to give energetically financially you have time to give but often when you're feeling trapped in a successful role that just isn't working for you anymore that sense of prosperity either isn't there at all or you're hanging on to this fine thread which is the monthly paycheck that you get that comes in almost regardless of what you do to a certain extent but there's actually a it's a false sense of security and it's a false sense of prosperity. So the question for this element is for you to be asking yourself, how is my current work situation helping foster and to create and build a sense of genuine long lasting prosperity? Am I using the money that I'm earning? Am I using it well or am I letting it flit away that then only adds pressure to you needing to continue to earn at that level Uh, Because if you don't, you can't maintain the lifestyle that you are are now accustomed to. So asking that question of yourself about, you know, how are you creating that sense of abundance and prosperity? And if you're not, how do you consider that when you're looking at other options uh, going into next year or beyond? So that's my, I guess, thoughts to share with you in this week's episode. Just to consider that your career change is not just about 
how you spend your time. This is actually about your life and this is about your sense of well-being and looking at it through those three views, if you like, those three filters. And so I hope that that has given you some interesting food for thought and that at least one of those kind of jumps out for you as one that you can use to help get that extra bit of leverage that you might need to be open to considering what a significant career change for you might look like going into the next year. And so that's it for this episode. I hope you have a great week as we close in on Christmas 2019. And I hope that you have a fantastic week exploring true well-being. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.